welcome to another episode. So today we're going to have a conversation about the potential future of property prices. Now, the current property market, obviously, there is it's in a situation where people are definitely worried, sceptical, keeping a close eye, and prices aren't as straightforward as they were a year or so ago. And we're definitely seeing a transition period in the market, but we're always looking to look at data or look at trends to see where can we place the market going forward. Now, something that I highlighted recently and hence why I want to talk about on this episode is I've highlighted that there may be a potential another property price boom. And why do I say that? I say that because looking at the 18-year property cycle. Now, if people don't know what the 18-year property cycle is, we've mentioned it on previous episodes, but I suggest you look it up and do your research on it. But in in short, it's collective data across many, many years that have basically mapped out a rough 18-year property cycle that the UK goes through. And the cycle has four phases so you have so you have the recovery phase so this would be after a downfall in the market so most recent example with the financial crash 2008 so we had the crash prices dipped went down and then we have then the start of the cycle takes place so that's the first phase recovery phase you then what's you have what's called a a mid-cycle dip which is where the market dips slightly then you go into the explosive phase, which is where it really takes off, hence the name explosive. Yeah. And then the final phase, phase four, phase four, sorry, is the recession phase. So that's when the prices come down again. So they're the four phases. Now, people must be sitting there going, well, you've had the boom phase. Like, we've just seen the boom phase mm-hmm. during COVID. Like, yep. prices have jumped up. So well, where do you think this next boom phase is? So... My thinking behind this, um, and I'll get your take on it as well, Matt, is looking at the data, Mm -hmm. since prices have been rising, okay, we haven't had the mid-cycle dip. Now, without the mid-cycle dip, you would ultimately be thinking, well, where, where is the boom phase then? So have we just had a very long period of property growth? And yes, the last part of it was quite aggressive. Yep. Again, this this eighteen year property cycle when you when you look at it, it's just an average. It doesn't follow suit exactly to the T. It can be slightly different for each uh, each cycle. So, have we had the the initial recovery phase, and are we now in the mid cycle dip? Because remember, it's just a dip. It's not a crash. And when we had the Bank of England putting the rates up. The mortgage mar- uh, market go crazy. We had the mini budget, um, which Kwarteng gave us and put shock around the whole economy and, again, really affected the property market. Mm. So if you, when you look at those facts and you look at the property prices at the moment, like some stagnant, some only incrementally increasing in, in the south more so, um, there has been um, slight decreases. But this is where I come on to... Everybody's forecasting a crash, were they not? I mean, you probably heard it from a lot of people. All the time. 
Honestly. Pretty, price is going to crash. Honestly. All the time. I've heard 35% from one guy, which is just crazy. And he's still, he's still to this day uh, on social media, won't stop banging on about 35%. Now, I won't come on onto that because all those sort of people that haven't seen it, they're still adamant there's going to be a crash. Um, but they're starting to change their predictions a bit. And look, a broken clock is wrong two times a day. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, but that's another conversation, but yeah, so you, you've heard it. Everyone's yeah. going to crash and rightly so people could have sort of thought that, but when we look now and we look at the market, it hasn't crashed. And when we look at the, the fundamentals in place in the market, it doesn't look likely to crash. It looks like this is it. It's had a bit of a dip in some places. Like I said, there's still positivity in other areas, mainly mm. north of the, the London uh, area, but other areas are still still okay. Um, not growing as aggressively, but they're they're steady. So then that's why I think well maybe this is the mid cycle dip, and what comes after the mid cycle dip, we see the boom phase, and then I got thinking, well okay, look, we've got the dip here, so there's been slight. I think the latest home track report was like 1.1 percent house price decrease. Um, is the latest figure uh, for year on year. So again, that's not that bad. And that drag down is brought by the south yep. of England, which you've, because you've seen the data, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, as you said. So I think, <laughs> as you said, after COVID and, and what's all happened, we have been on such a high mm. and it eventually it had to stop. There wasn't, it wasn't going to continue or be able to continue to do so. So there was going to be a time where there either had to be a dip or some stability had to come back into the market. Exactly. And I mean, I'm just looking at some of the data here. So the latest home track report, you've still got the likes of in the green, which is positive. Um, you've got Manchester, okay, albeit not, not massive, 0.1%, Liverpool 0.1%, uh, same with Birmingham and Leeds. Um, there was, I remember I actually saw the data for this one, Halifax, funnily enough, um, I think it was over 3% growth at the moment. So there are still some areas, but then we look at Bournemouth, minus 2.6, Cambridge, minus 2.3%. So, Okay, but not the end of the world. Still a dip, but it's not massive. So that's what I, that's when I'm thinking. Well, maybe this is the dip. And then when we look at what's going to cause the next explosive phase, which some people may be asking, like, how's it going to explode? Well, look at the market at the moment. There's a lot of people sitting out of the market, sitting on the fence because yep. of because it's affordability. So the reason the market hasn't crashed at this moment, if if anybody isn't aware, it's because the main catalyst that's caused this stagnation and issue in the market is around the mortgage market because of rates, cost yep. of living and affordability. So you'll hear us constantly at Track Capital talking about affordability and that's where we're focusing areas where we're still investing where affordability levels are good. But that said, so people are stretched, but when the rates jumped up, what people don't realise is after the 2008 crash, when lenders were coming back into the market and shortly after that, they started putting in higher stress tests to basically combat the the occurrence of, of that happening again, like really reducing the risk of it. Which before nearly anyone could get a mortgage, right? Anyway, they, yeah, they didn't even look at your income. You could get 100% Walk through more. the front door, it was, it get was, a mortgage yeah. and get out. So they put in stricter criteria, stricter stress tests for um, getting a property loan to values as well. They were more careful on. And because of that, and when rates have gone up, people that had the rates at the more favourable to say 2%, they were stress tested at like 7% or 
So although it's not ideal for them, and yes, they will feel the pinch when remortgaging at the moment, mm -hmm. hasn't stopped them completely. Yeah. Completely, yeah. It's, and that that's enabled the market to sort of steady and still hold firm, which beforehand it would have affected. It, exactly, <laughs> yeah. and like lenders now are being higher and more stricter with their stress tests. So again, covering themselves for that. Yeah. So there you go. So the mortgage market and the property market, um, we, we've seen. Are fine. So the mortgage market's called issues, caused issues, but the property market has stayed firm. So that's where I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen next? Well, look, the mortgage market is technically settling. Um, we're seeing uh, interest rates come down. Mm -hmm. Predictions for next year and forecasts is that mortgage rates will start to get better, just where more products come out and lenders start competing a lot more. Because remember, they're still building in their margins. And also... You then got next year where potentially it's the latter part of next year, earlier, who knows, but there is the potential that the Bank of England could reduce the the base rate. Mm -hmm. So if that happens, then you've got a catalyst of, okay, it becomes a bit cheaper. It's not going to go back down, but we we see the margin of four four to four and a half percent mortgage or base rate. Um, and mortgage, no, sorry, mortgage rates, sorry, four to four and a half percent mortgage rates, we see as a, a good level. The market's yeah. good, healthy demand, and and that's a nice, stable property market. Anything above, it starts to get, mm, anything towards 5% starts to go a little bit um, sort of harder and stagnate a bit. And anything above 5%, we've seen the, the repercussions of that, it definitely yeah. slows it down. And anything below 4%, then it's, it's, it's flying. So you've got that. So once the market does settle, if rates come down, and the Bank of England cuts interest rates as well, we are potentially going to see a lot more people into the, all the market. People on, all the people currently on the fence. But not only that, what a lot of developers are doing at the moment, they're putting on hold and canning some of their developments. They're not building as much. They're restricting what they're building. So our flow of supply is being restricted still. Okay? Mm -hmm. So again, when more people come to the market, there's not going to be the stock needed. Supply and demand imbalance could easily cause an explosive phase. So it's going to be more affordable, more people come to the market, and there'll be a restriction in, in supply. So you've got these factors, which are main fundamental driving factors for property prices, yep. which I believe could then be the catalyst for the explosive phase that we see, um, especially because if, if prices do stagnate in some places, mm -hmm. then when if wage growth car carries on as well, again, affordability comes to a level. So that's what I see has really been a catalyst for why I think the explosive phase could be next. So why am I saying that? Well, look, <clears throat> in a mid-cycle dip, there's you don't wait for the end of the dip because you, by the time you know it's the end of the dip, it's too late. Everybody's re-entered the market. Yep. So now is a good time to be like, oh, cool, I'll hold. Even if I buy in a location in the south and it drops 2%, doesn't matter because what I'm banking on is maybe 2025 onwards or maybe even earlier, late 2024, I'm going to see explosive phase where the, the, the price is going to grow up. And what always happens, even in the recession phase, um, at the end of it, once a re recession phase stops, it's always higher than where you would, if you bought at the bottom of the mid-cycle dip, it's always going to be higher than that level anyway. So if you buy now, even if it drops slightly a bit more in the mid-cycle dip, you're still going to be better off in yeah, the outcome. Absolutely. And I think as well, as we always mention, you're not you're not factoring in that the rents are Rent all at, an all, at an all time high yeah. and they're going up around ten percent a year across the UK as an average. So, as you said, if you're looking to hold, 
And mm. th- there's no reason. I'm, I mean, of course, people want to buy in at a, a good time. They call it. Yeah. But as you said, if your your main goal is to sit and hold it for for a number of years, then realistically, um, yeah, it's still a good time to buy for sure. And there's as we we've seen more so nowadays is is there, there's generally some some really good opportunities out there at the moment because the market's not being flooded. A lot of people are on the fence. So yeah. Uh, some people as well are much more likely with developers, for example, likely to do more deals and, mm-hmm. and offerings as such. And as you said, Toby, like when potentially this influx does come all back in, what do you think is going to happen to the prices? Everyone's going to be yeah, flock, adding, the them, adding them higher and higher, which of exactly. course then you could say you miss, you've got in either too late or in the midst of, of, of the boom. Mm, and there's one more thing I, I haven't mentioned yet because it, it, this is uh, a... A, a far out prediction but it wouldn't surprise me if remember we've got a general election coming yep. up okay so another catalyst to to cause this could be even if it's conservative or labor okay one thing they always try and pride themselves on as a political party is the housing issue and solving the housing issue and the property market when the new political party, if there's a new political party, whether if it's Labour or if Conservatives stay, what might also happen is when they get in, um, they may be like, right, we really need to drive the property market to, to make us, well, obviously to help, make us look make better, statement. make yeah, a statement. Yeah, yeah. You never know, they might bring in another um, uh, incentive, a government a government scheme, like mm-hmm. the help to buy or something like that. So there, there, there might be an introduction and it wouldn't surprise me if they did, or even the Conservatives brought one in before the general election as well, which could then be something would would then boost the property market. So yeah, once you've got something like that in, in the mix of a uh, an incentive, a scheme These are all factors help. that benefit, don't they? Exactly. So if that was thrown in the mix, plus you've got a stable economy, Plus, you've got um, more for more affordability um, from people once it stabilises and rates stabilise and mortgage rates mm. come down. You have got a real catalyst and a fuse which could light the property boom price phase. So that's why I think... Now, look, this is just my opinion. When looking at data and looking at what's happened over the past few years, interpreting, because again, I'm just interpreting how I'm seeing the, the property yeah. cycle potentially. That's just what I'm thinking. And when you do stack the data up and you do that, it, it, it doesn't look like it, it's it's far off. But look, who knows? That's just my opinion. If we had a crystal ball, then we'd be very, very rich. The same as if you hear people telling you that the market's going to crash 25 to 35% like we, we just spoke about at the beginning. Don't believe them because they don't know. Yeah. Like they might be saying that, but they they don't know that. It's all opinionated, isn't it? As as with most most things within most markets, to be fair, and most industries. So, I think that's one thing to to take with a pinch of salt in a way, right? Mm. When you're when you're hearing these things, it's the same thing as you said there, Toby, with someone mentioning that. I get investors now and again, and they're they're thinking that property prices are just going to wait until the crash happens, and then I'll invest. Yeah, it's like okay, that's fine, and then you speak to them in six months later and they're still waiting and, and these are people unfortunately that do generally end up never buying in the end because either something comes up they spend their money elsewhere and mm. then they're regretting the uh, decision to have entered the market when they possibly could have yeah exactly the opportunity cost of not acting is a lot higher um, and yeah like you said we, we've seen that over the years I've seen it multiple times it, it depends obviously what strategy you're doing isn't it if you're, if you're in property for a quick flip or the short term then yes maybe yeah. 
mm. this market right now might not be the best option to to do something like that. But yeah. with lots of people within the market, I find a lot of people always look to to hold in the yeah. long term. Then absolutely, there's 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 right now is a good time to still buy for sure. Well, exactly. I think exactly why that's never stops me buying because even if my mm. forecast is wrong, and again, I'm I'm going to be purchasing and and having this this forecast that I've presented in mind. Let's say I was completely wrong. I bought today and the market crashed more than ten percent. To me, oh, I'm not going to be obviously over the moon, but yeah. I'm not that fuss because the rental income still comes in and I'm still making money off that. Yep. So I'm doing well because I've locked in my mortgage rate. You know, I'm solid. Maybe I fix in a five year rate. Um, I know what I've got for the next five years. I'll be making money off the rental income. Yeah, the price has dipped. Um, but look, worst case scenario, it dips ten percent. Well, I've got I put twenty five percent down on buy to let mortgage. I'm not in negative equity, so hey, that's fine. And then in 10 years' time, I've had the rental income in and the price could have potentially doubled um, yep. depending on where I've bought. Um, and I'll be sitting there going, yeah, I'm so glad I bought. Although it was a tough time for the point. first two, yeah, yeah. three years. Then after that, I've done very, very well. And that's what we've seen in the past. And that's why I think a lot of people forget these cycles. Yeah. And I always say, if you if you speak to someone like a grandparent or something and you ask them what they bought their house for, or if they know someone what yeah. they bought the house for, and then you hear some of the figures, like £10,000, £20,000, and they would have told you at that point, there's no way you'd be getting to the price you are today. Exactly. But they did. And if we look at it now, you'd yeah. be like, what an investment that was. Exactly. Whereas at the time, some people would be like, that's mad buying it at that price. I, I remember when I worked in Surrey uh, as an estate agent, um, yeah, many years ago now, and I remember the prices going up there. Was that 19... 19- Oh, Jack. <laughs> hey, Still 21, if anyone else. <laughs> no. um, so, yeah, and I remember prices going up, and I remember speaking to somebody who was looking to buy, and prices were really jumping up, and they were getting priced out because it was moving quite quickly. And I remember saying, like, I remember them saying, there's no way it can go any higher. Mm. And I was looking at these prices, and I at, at the time, in my naivety, I kind of went, yeah, no, I you know, I don't. I don't think they're going to go much higher. I was, I was like, I, I can't see this going much higher, like anytime soon. And lo and behold, they did. And if I, if I think back to the prices they were paying then, to what they're probably paying now, um, it would. If you'd have told me at that point they'd be worth that, I'd have been like, you are crazy. But that is just how the market is. It's how the economy works. How the market works. It's, it's just it is. And we've the, the good thing about this is we've got years and years of data which backs this up so we're not just saying this for the fun of it or just plucking random stuff out of thin air this is years and years of data hence us getting the 18 year property cycle because that's using yep. years of data to sort of map that out so yeah it's interesting when you look at it, but yeah like you said um long-term gain yeah it's good as well toby as you said like you've got the statistics in place yeah we know with the 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 UK and with the English market in general, mm. it's had that track record, and we've had the data to, to support that, which not all markets do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's always good to look into it. Obviously, you can't base it completely off of the past, but no. as you said, there are cycles that that do seem to be a trend. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Be interesting to hear this podcast back in a few years and be like, oh, how wrong was I? You were right how right was I? I've got no issue with that at all, as I said, because it is a prediction and it's just something which, yeah, I'm I'm personally interpreting myself. I'm sure even if you look back in, in 10 years' time, you, you'd probably still be happy that you bought yeah. either way. 
Yeah, if there was a slight dip. Exactly that. Um, And yeah, as long as you're not over leveraging yourself and overexposing financially, then yeah, look, it's always going to be a solid bricks and mortar asset and investment. So on that side of things, you should be fine. But time will tell. Yeah. I'm not uh, somebody that has a crystal ball that can tell the future, but we will see. It's interesting to see how it plays out. But like I said, I just got that feeling when looking at the data looking at the fundamentals looking how the market is at the moment and and what we've seen over the last year just really when you slot it in to the 18 year property cycle it really does as i said the main thing for me was thinking like we haven't we haven't had a mid-cycle dip and i'm not saying the dip doesn't always have to be in the middle of the cycle it can be at any stage but we haven't had that dip and we are as i said i'll repeat again we haven't seen the market crash it's not going to crash um from from how the market is at the moment and even if you take into if people are factoring it to get slightly worse for example potentially it's not going to really crash the market the property market so that's why i think at the end of this sort of stagnation slash dip we'll start to see a real because there's still a lot of affordable areas out there yeah and there's still a lot. Well, of we're room. seeing it still, aren't we? We're still seeing growth in the areas. Halifax, have, like we mentioned, exactly. Over 3%. They've still got that level of growth within the city. Yep, or the town because it's affordable. So, yeah, I think that'd be a factor as well because there are still affordable levels. So once it does get even more favourable and things settle, more confidence comes back in the market. Boom! People are going to come in, supply demand imbalance, and we could see a potentially potentially aggressive. And again, I'm not saying that prices are going to absolutely like triple quadruple we don't know what the prices will they do. do we hope they do <laughs> and usually you tend to find a more aggressive phase because mm. it's it's that that's how it works but doesn't it might just be like a a nice 10 percent rise which yeah. again is, is big we'd all take wouldn't we exactly we would now um so yeah that's just my thoughts have you got anything to i'd say to be fair everything you've mentioned is 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 fairly on par of what i would suggest and look into i think yeah, I think the the property market uh, has, has always got something up its sleeve, right? Mm. So you never know exactly what's going to be happening with it. But as you said, Toby, I think a lot of the points that you mentioned there um, give some good indication as to why potentially uh, we could see another boom for sure, which yeah. I think, as you said, we don't always hear that in the media and the sources. Yeah. Some, obviously, bits of information that are put out there that obviously general investors or people who are looking into the market keeps them on the fence because they're not just quite sure. But I think, as you, as we always say, I think it's good to take a real step back, look at uh, all of the sources around yeah. you, get a real gist, and, and look at more so the, the data and facts rather than just opinionated um or opinions just in general, because as you said, the, the guy want, saying there's going to be a 35% mm. dip is is uh, massive, something massively that could affect <laughs> yeah. it, which is just crazy. So it's crazy. Just, just I would say, yeah, whoever you're you're listening to or whatever you're reading, just kind of fact check it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of um, forecasts and data and stuff, <clears throat> quite interestingly, yesterday nationwide. The, the bank building society um they brought out their latest house price index mm-hmm. and they were showing a 0.3% increase month for month quite nice. interesting and they had i think it was 0.1% increase the month before so they they're registering two months of increase so that, again that's you take that with a pinch of salt um and it's it's data based on on sort of mainly their lending etc like that so it doesn't take account the whole market but interestingly enough it, it's just showing that again not as bad 
as some people are seeing out there um when you when you look at their data but that's just a small couple of months obviously we have to look over the year and over the next few years as well but yeah it's quite interesting to to see that uh which is good and then when people listen to this they would have hopefully been aware because we had the news yesterday about the bank of england holding the base rate as well so that's good to see Uh, they don't forecast it going up again and like i said there are murmurs that they do think at some point maybe next year probably the second half of the year at some point yeah they may look to cut it but that always depends on the economy and how inflation's doing and what's going on at the time but yes yeah, interesting times ahead so definitely. yeah definitely don't be scared about property investing at this moment in time i'm definitely not and i'm uh, i know you're not as well so don't be scared just get get your get your facts right get your data right get your due diligence right and as long as you've got a medium to long-term mindset, you should be absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. Anything we've discussed today as well, if you agree with it, if you don't agree with it, or you want to ask some more questions, look, please please feel yeah, free to get in touch. Me. We love discussing this sort of stuff, as you can tell, because we can waffle for a very long time on here. We have to we have to time ourselves now, don't we, so we don't go over. Um, otherwise, we get electric shocks. You can't, you can't see on the video, but down here there's, yeah, yeah. there's electric shocks. You've got that shocks. ankle. Yeah. You're taking off your ankle yet? Yeah. No, not yet. I'm oh, waiting for the episode yeah. to finish because otherwise it just yeah, yeah, shocks got, us to make us stop. You better wrap up now, mate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go, go off. off. <laughs> just hit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Take Bye-bye. Care. Bye-bye.